I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I am Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon, one of the employee owners of Tab Computer Systems. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And we are lucky enough to to have on the line this morning with us, Brett Ahrens from MarketWatch. You there, Brett? I am. Good morning. Good morning, sir. I, I saw an article you put out there about why you wouldn't want crypto in your 401k when Fidelity announced that they were going to allow it. And I said, we got to have this guy on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're so happy to have you on the show. And you got we'll, we'll put a link up to, to uh, Brett's article uh, there for MarketWatch. But why wouldn't you want Bitcoin in your 401k there, Brett? <laughs> Well, let me start by saying that ever since I wrote the article, there's been a uh, a huge um, row because um, Warren has come out and said how outrageous, well, not outrageous, but she's very, very much attacked Fidelity mm-hmm. for allowing, for going to allow crypto, in particular, in 401k plans. And the uh, U.S. government, I think it's the Department of Labor, uh, has come out, uh, regulators anyway, have and also expressed grave concerns about this and how, um, you know, they're not happy with this, uh, all the rest of it. And look, the reality is if they want to stop people investing their 401k plans in things that are speculative and risky, um, it's too late for that. There are, you know, any number of investments. In fact, my company's 401k allows me to own, uh, to put a, fair amount of my 401k into stocks directly if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I could have owned, you know, whatever, Peloton, DraftKings, all these things, sort of Teladoc, right. that have all down a long way yeah. um, in the last year. So, you know, that's kind of a little bit of a, a crazy a crazy uh, argument. Mm-hmm. In my own in my own case, my, my argument, with, my issue with Bitcoin is, is I still haven't had anyone explain to me why, what the actual utility bitcoin is i have in big value um i'm open to the argument i just i haven't yet heard a single convincing argument why i should um, be a bitcoin believer mm-hmm. and why i should want why i should want to invest in bitcoin i i agree and and i mean we can't i can't see any intrinsic value i'm not the sharpest tack in the drawer and i'm just a geek but i mean 
I lived through Enron. Didn't Enron have a deal that came up with how they thought energy would be marketed? I lived through the dot the dot com bubble. I, I heard the internet was going to be a thing. Um, <laughs> I've I've lived through uh, the first uh, savings and loan debacle in the '80s when real yeah. estate went to you know, you know the bottom, and then somehow Moody's was giving us ratings on quality pr- paper in 2008 and nine. We had the next bubble, so it's almost like. People are like, well, what the heck, Bitcoin? Why not? I mean, it's yeah. almost—it almost seems like that those that are going to pump it don't care about those that are going to get stuck when it gets dumped. One thing I, I would encourage everyone to do, regardless of whether they're going to invest in Bitcoin, but particularly if they to uh, if they want to understand Bitcoin, is to go on YouTube and find. There's a short clip of a scene from a movie called Margin Call, mm-hmm. and it has uh, Kevin Spacey and. Oh, the British actor, I've now forgotten. But it is it is a sort of the famous scene where the head bank in Margin Call is basically told that they are bankrupt. Yep. <laughs> they've been trading this mortgage. It's, it's basically a financial crisis. Mm-hmm. The um, they've been trading this this mortgage mortgage backed securities with leverage, and they've been making a ton of money. And essentially, they this young geek in the in the um, Securities department and the math and worked out that it is now essentially not only is it the stuff worthless, but the bank now it's now the bank owes them its entire market cap. And it's this wonderful scene where you realize that all these people are making money and they have no idea really how they're making money. Right. And they're not mm-hmm. asking too many questions. I'm interested when people say, oh, well, your coin is somehow sticking it to fan, sticking it to the system. It's, you know, Hedge fund managers were going off CNBC. Billionaire hedge fund managers who don't pay taxes, I might add, were going on CNBC two years ago talking about how great Bitcoin was. They were doing that because their hedge funds have taken long positions in Bitcoin. They have bet on Bitcoin. Then they go on TV and say what a great it is in the hope that the suckers will come in and bid up. It's called, it's called uh, dump and pump, uh, pump and dump. Right. Um, so the idea that somehow – Bitcoin is somehow sticking it to the man. It's not actually the case. The man is is almost sticking it to you. Right. In terms of Bitcoin, um, it's just it's fascinating, really, because the 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 essential problem with Bitcoin, the essential problem with crypto, when it comes down to it, is that you can create new cryptocurrency. Right. Uh, I had a very interesting argument with uh, discussion with a friend, a super super smart financial honcho, and is also interesting. A a uh, is not a gold skeptic. He he's perfectly. He actually at one point his entire uh, retirement portfolio was two thirds stock, one third gold. So it's not like he's a just mainstream investor. Mm-hmm. But he said, look, he said anyone can create a new cryptocurrency tomorrow. So even though you say the the supply of Bitcoin is limited, the supply of cryptocurrency is not limited. The supply of cryptocurrency is infinite. So how you know? Uh, I mean, I. You talked about Enron, and I mean, we, were, we remember. I, um, I remember during the dot-com bubble, people individual websites were going to be incredibly valuable, incredibly valuable, mm-hmm. because everyone have to, if you know if you wanted to find, um, if you wanted to buy, I don't know, pet food, you would have to petfood.com. Right. They they had no idea that people within years would go to Google type in pet food. At which point, pet.com may well be a valuable site, but it's not worth millions and millions and millions. Right. Because people don't have – so it's the same with – if people want 
to use cryptocurrency. And I'm, I'm starting to see some utility, certainly the blockchain. I've got no problem with blockchain. I understand that blockchain is incredibly good technically. And um, I don't have any sort of intrinsic problem with the idea of using a cryptocurrency. For example, there have been cases in the last six months where the banking system has shut people off because they didn't approve of their political position. The truck drivers in Canada, for example, who yeah. were doing a blockade, were essentially had money taken away because uh, uh, I think it was um, GoFundMe just didn't approve of block. Right. So I can see okay, someone says, well, you know, that's not going to happen with a cryptocurrency. If I, you know, if I can give my money to people uh, via cryptocurrency, then GoFundMe or whoever can't shut them off. And I understand PayPal, uh, Matt Taibbi, interesting article, PayPal has been doing something similar to people. Right. So it's not an argument that necessarily blockchain is bad or crypto is bad. The issue is why would Bitcoin specifically all this value when people can use another cryptocurrency and there are thousands of them? Right. Yeah, you make a good point. I mean, there's a crypto conference that's going on recently. I was looking at some of the information that they were putting out. They hate any other crypto. You have to be Bitcoin only because they realize exactly what you're saying, right? Yeah. Crypto is something anybody can do, and there's no yeah. value there. And the other thing, too, about it being so uh, open and libertarian as far as being able to send your money everywhere, you still need to go through exchanges and guess who the exchanges are controlled by, right? So, yeah, no, you, you, it's. it's a few years ago, uh, five years ago, as you make a great point, five years ago, there was a uh, late 2017, the first point sort of boom or bubble. And people were writing about it, but they didn't seem to know much about it. So I thought, well, I'm actually going to use this stuff and find out. And so I um, I was in London at the time. And able to, in London, you were able to put money into a, a, the equivalent of a, a, a reverse ATM. You were able to put the actual banknote into a machine and with any D and you got a, a printout and that was your Bitcoin address and you could then go online and transfer that money. And I, I entertainingly used that to, um, to buy a, a U.S. gold coin, a gold eagle in Chicago and have it shipped to my office. So it was I was sort of international testing the international laundering capabilities yeah. of Bitcoin. However, the first <laughs> thing is I don't think you can do that in London and you certainly can't do that here in the U.S. You have to to in order to put money into Bitcoin, you have to go through uh, the banking system of some sort. You have to provide ID, or you have to use your bank, um, and they can track the they can track the um, uh, the there was a a, a, a ransomware thing. It was the Colonial Pipeline. They got most of the money back mm -hmm. because the the hackers used Bitcoin and they were able to basically track it down the track the money down the blockchain. So it wasn't like you know a bag of gold coins or a bag of uh, Banknotes, which mm -hmm. you know was left, you know, in a, a trash can, and the the ransom people got with it. It was, you know, they were able to follow the money. Now there are cryptocurrencies. Friends of mine who are green libertarians and preppers and all the rest of it, there are cryptocurrencies that are completely anonymous. So right. I don't really understand why Bitcoin would have this competitive advantage. I yeah, I completely agree. So I mean, that's the thing, and, and a company like Fidelity giving it giving it value like this is it's just so reminiscent of all the other scammy things that we have all fallen for. And we all keep getting the government bailing out the big banks who were supposed to be so smart about this. Who's going to bail out Fidelity? You know, holy moly, well, right? Actually, it's, it's going to be more going to bail because Fidelity is going to lose the money. It's going to be who's going to bail out the people who lose their money. What I feel bad about is the people who are going to actually put 
money in their 401ks into Bitcoin, if it all, if it all, you know, uh, ends badly, they're going to, you know, lose a ton of money. I mean, remember, I remember Enron, right. people who walked Enron lost everything. They lost their jobs right. and their entire life savings. Um, yeah. You know, that- so, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, the, but my, my fundamental issue is I just, I'm still waiting for someone to explain why I need this. What is Bitcoin, what does Bitcoin? get for me? What does it do for me that I can't get elsewhere? Now, having lived through the early stages of the dot revolution, um, kids are very enthusiastic about Bitcoin to understand that those of us who are older remember the world before Amazon, right. remember the world before mobile phones. It was a totally different world. And these innovations gave us something that we didn't have before. I mean, it is almost impossible to describe the in- changes that have been made possible by the ability to go on the on your computer at home and purchase something and have it delivered the next day, or yeah. the ability to call someone and read wherever they are. I mean, I remember in the 90s saying to people, we're going to have difficulty explaining to kids that once upon a time, stayed in, you were expecting a phone call. You had to stay in because a phone was tied to a wall. <laughs> right. And you say, I, I can't come out tonight. I'm expecting a phone call. This is this stuff is inconceivable. What is Bitcoin does that will make the future inconceivable to people say, what does it be? Oh, before Bitcoin, you couldn't, you couldn't do what? Right. Did it be able to do with Bitcoin that you can't do now. And that's the critical thinking that's necessary. Because if you think back in the past, as far as I'm concerned, Bitcoin is the, is the pork belly's future market of the 80s, right? When, we're, when you wanted to make a bet on what's going to happen with pork bellies or whatever it would be, it's the futures market that everyone was like, oh, that's where you can make all your money. But you know what? We have, we've been on this radio program for 27 years. And even with our client base and, and the sophistication of, of the users out there, most people do not know how a computer works. All right. And so when you have a football guy say, I want to get paid in Bitcoin, well, you're going to have a 17 year old say, ah, that's cool. I'm going to follow along with that football player because they don't know how it works. You know how monetization, you know, you're in the, you're in the business of financial, uh, the financial word and you don't even know how this thing works as a financial product. People I think are just quote unquote bamboozled by the technology and oh, this is the next, the next revolution. It, doesn't make any sense to me. And the amount of energy it uses, I'm not a tree-hugging oh, environmentalist, yeah. but for crying out loud, it's insane how much energy it uses. Bitcoin alone uses more energy than the country of Poland. And what's really interesting is people who are very green and who will you know, like Thunberg's latest comments on Twitter and right. Facebook, and then go and trade Bitcoin. It's like you might as well just – you might as well – own a diesel pickup truck and just run it in your backyard 24-7. It is, it is a disaster. But it's, you know, we're powered with, with wind farm. No, energy is fossil. Any wind farm that is being used to power Bitcoin is not used to power the country of Poland. Right. In other words, you're still adding to energy demand. If the whole world, if 100% of our energy came from wind farms and solar power, then yes, that would be a perfectly reasonable argument. But it doesn't. So as a result, you're adding to the, the demands on the energy network. Right. You're helping cause the energy crisis that we have at the moment. Yep. You're helping drive the price of gasoline and fuel for uh, poor people right. who are helping damage the environment. As for the technology, I mean, one of the goofiest arguments I have heard, and I mean, I have really so many goofy arguments tried to defend Bitcoin, to explain Bitcoin, was, oh, it's going to bring banking to the unbanked. I'm like, let's get this straight. 
you're telling me that a goat herder in Afghanistan, you know, in the Pashtun territory, you think he's going to be banking using Bitcoin on his, on his iPhone? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he'll be hooked up to Elon Musk's about? stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's you, you, what are you talking about? Right. I mean, it's absolutely it, it's crazy. It is a you know these sort of Ponzi schemes can keep going for years because essentially, as long as someone new buys. It'll just keep going up. Of yep. course, what happens when everybody wants to sell? Um, oh, that never happens. Well, yeah, yeah. we're going to have to go pretty soon. <laughs> we have to go here, Brett. But we watch. I was watching Bitcoin Tank. Why is Bitcoin following the market? It's not even connected yeah. to anything. How can it possibly follow the market? <laughs> uh, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. I know. Isn't it supposed to be safe haven? Yeah, right. It's supposed to be a hedge. <laughs> so, Brett, we really appreciate you being Brett Aarons from uh, Market Watch on our program talking about fidelity in the 401k and uh, we have a link up to his article if you'd like to read it and brett we'd love to stay in touch so if you ever want to chat about these types of topics feel free to reach out always reach out love to come on your show thank you sir very much thank, thank you all right thank bye -bye. you sorry brett herons from errands from uh, market watch check out his article we'll be right back and we are back that was a good conversation with brett i enjoyed that Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll put his, his link up there. And you guys, if you're looking to go invest your future in 401k and uh, Bitcoin and crypto, take a look at it. But you know what? Uh, Dennis and I uh, talked off air. I mean, we really didn't, but I'm just surprising him with this. We're going to create our own coin called whatever coin. Tab coin. Tab coin. Yeah. And it's going to be worth a million dollars from the first coin. A right. million. So please invest, exactly. in, invest in our coin. It's worth a million dollars. Can't go wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go to Bob in Newington. Hey, Bob. What's happening? Bob, you there? Uh-oh. Bob fell asleep. He's only on the phone for 17 minutes. <laughs> Bob going once. <laughs> Bob going twice. Bob, you there? I can hear something. Yep. Oh, there you are. What can we do for you, sir? Um, I'm replacing my iMac that I have, and I'm getting another one. And I'm not going to want to get the monitor that they're suggesting. It's very expensive. Like fifteen hundred dollars yeah. for a twenty-seven inch. Yeah, anything there, anything with an Apple on it is expensive. So I'm looking for recommendations on a twenty-seven inch monitor, a real good one. Yeah, we like ViewSonic. We use ViewSonic in our business for our clients. Um, they do very. They do. A, they have a great line of monitors that have been extremely reliable for our clients, and they have good high quality. So it comes down to what your resolution is, really, and what your your, your needs are. Are you going to be gaming with it? Are you going to be doing CAD design with it? Or are you just going to be doing email and internet? I, I I think all of the above. You're doing CAD and gaming and all that. Yes. Okay. So what you want to do then is look for the, the through the Visonic line. We'll put a link up to the Visonic line of monitors, and they do have CAD and gaming performance monitors that should not be in that range of fifteen hundred dollars. You should be able to find uh, monitors that fit a budget that's more more in line because twenty seven is even not that big. You're not you're not looking for a lot. Um, so we'll put some link, links up there to their gaming and their and their CAD design monitors because you have to start from that level to get what you want there to cover everything. Because um, okay. you you want that quick performance of a gaming monitor, and you want the high resolution of a CAD monitor so that you can do your your CAD design work. Yeah, it, it's that I I was looking at a Dell. Um, well, Dell OEMs to all sorts of manufacturers. They're not they're not doing it. They're they're basically buying it from other manufacturers like ViewSonic. I don't know if they are using ViewSonic or not and slapping a Dell logo on it. 
Um, gotcha. So OEM does that all the time, original equipment manufacturer. So, I mean, Dell could have its own brand that they're making as well. Um, okay. But we'll put the ViewSonic up there. If you've got a Dell you like that, that meets your specifications, go ahead, if it fits your, if it fits your, your budget. No, not not at all. I, I was disappointed when they didn't release the 27-inch new iMac with the M1 chip. Mm-hmm. And, the, well, uh, the only way I could get it is going to the iMac Mini and then purchasing a separate monitor. Yeah. Even even my iMac now, I thought I was possibly going to be able to uh, pair, you know, use the screen on it with the iMac Mini, but it's because of the vintage. It won't allow me to do it. It won't allow you to do it, huh? No. It, no connection, no adapter you can use. No, to... no, it, it happens to be a year or year or maker model, two thousand and nine, something like that. That uh, uh, the older the older twenty seven inches you could do it, but not with the one I got. That's amazing because I can take almost any PC based monitor and adapt it, and it'll work pretty much with any Windows computer. So I mean, yeah. I don't know what Apple's problem is, and it's the connectors. Well, I know, but, but with the come with on, the connectors, man. you can get an adapter that will get to it. even on the old one. Then, yeah. So you think they, you could do it? Well, I, I do I, know that I do know that the Mac Minis all have HDMI ports. Mm-hmm. So any HDMI monitor, there you go. Right, but his old monitor oh, can't be yeah. used on the new computer because Apple yeah. says no, my, no for my, you. My my computer is about uh, seven years old, and I checked with Apple. Say, oh, I could use my monitor and just get the, right. you know, the Mac Mini. They says, oh, sorry, nope. What a shame. That doesn't yeah, sound very uh, environmentally friendly either. I I still think there might be some kind of an adapter you can get for that. Maybe right. a lightning to something else. And I might check uh, monoprice.com for that. They yeah, have a lot of different kinds of video adapters. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe working inside the monitor that won't allow me to... Yeah. Not likely. Nah. Yeah. They shouldn't, Bob. But yeah, good luck. We'll get the link up there for you on the ViewSonics and we got to go. Okay, sir? Thank you very much for your advice. You're welcome, Appreciate sir. It. You're, you're, bye, our guys. pleasure. All right, bye-bye. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. <laughs> And uh, this is our, our new uh, bump music here that's, that's open source licensed so that Facebook doesn't block our, our broadcasts. That's what Zuckerberg was doing, was blocking our broadcast because we used normal radio bumps. Really? It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But uh, So we're back. We're here till 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. Everything we've talked about, everything, literally, has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com by Dennis here. And uh, Mike G's been posting over on Twitter. Now the Twitter is less of a cesspool, um, e- running by Elon Musk. So you can go ahead and watch, follow us at Tab Computer Sys. And uh, literally, I'm back on Facebook, uh, Twitter again, just to take a, take a peek at it and see what's happening. It's really fun to watch everyone's head explode. Um, and then, of course, we're over at Facebook too, posting everything live over at Facebook. Uh, Mike G's posting that as well. And if Zuckerberg deems it worthy, and you're not in Australia, it will get into your newsfeed. So. Uh, Everything's there for you. And, of course, we are podcasted. So if for some reason you missed any part of the show, you can go to the Odyssey app, subscribe to Computer Talk with Tab, and you can listen to us anytime you want while you're doing your dump runs, while you're mowing the lawn, whatever it is. We'll be there for you in your noggin, talking to you forever. You have, There's hundreds of episodes. You could literally listen to us nonstop for, like, 
a year probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and then you would ask yourself why. Let's go to Dorothy in Litchfield here. Dorothy, what's up? Yes, uh, Dorothy switched over to Joe. All right, Joe, we'll take Joe, too. <laughs> okay, thank you. Sorry. Yep. Sorry about that. No problem. I, a couple of questions. That's potpourri of a couple of questions. Um, best security for our phone. I've got WebRoot on my computers. Yep. Um, and they, they came back and said, well, you can put it on your phones now. I just did get new phones. Uh, okay. Phones. Is it an Android-based phone or an Apple-based phone? Android. Okay, so you could use WebRoot. You already have an yeah. account. Go ahead and use it. Yeah, it's it's good. Yes, it's sir. a good antivirus product. Yep, we're, we're, okay. we we still recommend it. Yep. Okay, good. I'll, I'll, we'll go that way. Yeah. Secondly, on that those phones, I tried to go into the voicemail. Said I've never really used it yet, but uh, when I went in, they I couldn't uh, I couldn't access it because they asked for a, a, a password, and I didn't have one. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> And I try to punch in what a number that I usually use. That's yeah. a bad, bad word to say. That's something you usually use, I know. Yeah. But to say like four numbers, yeah. and uh, they wouldn't, wouldn't accept this. That's wrong. So I, I don't know how to get how to access it now. Well, you're, you'll have to talk to your carrier. So whoever oh, your okay. cell carrier is, Verizon, AT&T. Okay. Um, the, uh, is it the same way. number that you had? Uh, well, it's a new, it's a new, uh, no, it's a new one. It's a, a new carrier and a new phone. Okay. So you need to set up your actual voicemail and something happens. Right. So you may want to go back to the store. Did you get out of the store, I assume? Yep. Yeah. And they might be able to help you set that, okay. that account up for you. Okay. Again, another item, uh, open DNS, which we, we, we thought we had on, but we don't really have it on. Uh-huh. We go to it, those numbers, we're confused as to the numbers to put in there now. It's, it's like they're different places you can get uh, open dns and uh we really want it on our router but yeah um, so, uh, it was not clear we're, we're afraid to go and we're going to put the wrong numbers in there i understand um you need to configure your dhcp server in your router i know that sounds like oh my gosh what the heck did he just say you just lost me. no i know <laughs> when you log into your router all right, you're going to log in. Normally, you're going to go to on your network to 192.168.1.1, which is a typical gateway of most routers. It could be okay. a 10 dot, but let's assume it's based on a 1.1 scheme. You log in with your your admin user, and you've of course changed the password on your router to something other than the default, which mm-hmm. which in yeah. some cases is blank. Um, so you log in, then you should look for the. Usually, it's under networking. There should okay. be a DHCP. Um, configuration you put this on your site for us well this part of it i really can't because it's router okay. specific we'll put okay. the information on on open dns on there they okay. have they have a general guide to doing it mm-hmm. and it does have some links to example pages to show you for some models but they can't do it for everything right so you're looking for that dhcp server part of the router and then you're going to set how many ip addresses you're going to hand out to your devices in your network. So these uh-huh. days, in the old days, we would have, I would have limited to about 25 or 30 devices. And, and in the old days, really, was old days is seven or eight years ago. Now everybody's got a device on top of a device on top of a, of a, of a, a watch on top of a, of a streaming right. service. So you need to have like 100 IP addresses these days in your home. And uh, so give it enough, enough range for a bunch of devices. And then you're going to put the open DNS IPs 
in there so that when your devices connect, they're going to get DNS based on those numbers that you're going to type into your DNS server there. So you have to follow the instructions. You have to take a little bit of time understanding it. You can also YouTube it, too. I'm sure you can oh, yeah. find some YouTube examples of how to oh, okay. set up your DHCP server. Um, I don't have any specific ones for you, but there's sure. probably tons of them out there. Read through yeah. it and watch it a few of it. And once you get in there, every device in your network that gets an Internet IP from your router will be protected. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll go. We'll, we'll pursue that one. one day when we got a little time to mess yep. with that. I understand. All right. Okay. All right one last okay. item. Yeah. Our Roku, we, we just cut the cord recently. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, did all these good things. Yeah. Um, Roku keeps shutting off on us. We're watching shows, and it, it shuts off. What is this? And then and another time, we're right in the middle of nothing. It just, boom, it's off. And you hit the button, you know, put it back on again. So wait a minute. So I've had this issue too, right? So for some reason, smart TVs hate having other devices connected to their HD. I've got a Sony that does this to me all the time. It doesn't detect that there's a thing connected to the HDMI port actually displaying. Even it should detect it, but it doesn't. So your TV says, I'm turning it off. Your Roku's still running. Your TV doesn't yeah. detect it. So one thing I haven't done either. I'm guilty of it. I just keep just cursing it and say, ah, I turn it back on again. Um, but you got to probably check a different interface in your TV that might be more persistent to detect the stream. I don't know if you have this problem too, Dennis. But. Uh, yeah, on one of my older televisions, I have to use a particular HDMI port with the Roku. Because it, it, otherwise, the other one doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it doesn't detect the device connected, even though you've told it, you've configured it, you told it there. It even says, hey, this is an NVIDIA Shield. I see it there. It doesn't detect it, so it's they, it really wants to fight and have its own built-in one. So you play with the, the the TV itself and see what you have there for settings on the inputs. Okay, can you shut off the smart TV option? Can not, we shut that? Part not generally. Out? There's always no. going to be a underlying operating system these days with most of these TVs, because like we had a story that Dennis had a while back that said uh, Vision was making was it was it Vision or Vizio was making all their money on understanding what you were watching rather right. than the TV. Good. Right. For a long time, we didn't have the that option on and we did when we went to uh we went to this new uh new uh, uh streaming so yeah well if you can if you can turn off it that'd be great if you can turn your tv into a dumb tv by turning it off the operating system <laughs> that'd be great because you're going to connect to roku to make it smart again oh okay you so are. i'm guessing that your your input is just not smart enough to see that it's a roku connected like my sony is doing the exact same thing it just drives me nuts Okay. I'll figure it out now because of you, Joe, and I have to, okay. I'll let you know what I do. <laughs> we'll just do that. We appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Okay. We appreciate all the help you give us. All right. Good luck, sir. Take care. Thank you bye. for calling. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We'll step out for a quick break. we got two more calls in here, but I'll take a quick break. So get those breaks in and then get right back to you. Uh, we're going to get to Forrest and Gene. We'll be right back. And we are back. Let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. We're going to go to Forrest in Weetog next. What's going on, Forrest? Hi, good morning, guys. Great morning. show. Thank you. Um, I had a question about uh, Internet-related uh, privacy and security. Yes, sir. Um, I don't think people really think too much about how much, uh, you know, big tech is uh, industrialized uh, data collection, uh, you know, which is available Mm -hmm. uh, for sale, yep. uh, you know, uh, to, uh, you know, not, not just, to, to governments, you know, but, to, uh, corporations and, and bad guys. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and, and I, and I know that like, like on your phone, I mean, there's even like, there's like various apps, uh, you know, which, uh, which, uh, record and report, uh, you know, your location data and other information. You're right. Uh, about you. Uh, and, uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, I, I've been just been reading about how crazy extensive it is. I, I mean, this is a, uh, a vast industry, you know, and just like the FBI, uh, every year, uh, uh, you know, performs over, uh, 3 million investigations into Americans, mm -hmm. you know, which is, I mean, like that's like more than 1% of the population, you know? Yep. Uh, so I, I and, uh, so, so from, from what I've been reading, I'm, I'm interested in finding out, uh, how to make, uh, texts and, uh, and emails, uh, uh, you know, not just unreadable, but unrecoverable. Yeah. Um, and to stop all the the various forms of location tracking. I, I know that, you know, just like, you know, just turning off your phone or turning off, uh, you know, the location tracking switch on the phone doesn't seem to really do the job anymore. Right. Uh, do you have anything? Well, um, I can give you on the texting. There's a there's a apps out there like Signal which gives you encrypted texting um, so you could have communications without the carrier being involved. Um, Proton is the email service that we'd recommend. It offers encrypted email. So there's your, your texting and email options. Now, you know, everything has its limits, right? So, you know, I'm going to say it's encrypted and secure, but who knows? Um, Proton says you can't get any information from it, but uh, there have been tons of folks that have still submitted requests to see who's using what, where, and why. You know, why are they signing up for a VPN? What are they doing with what was the organization? So, you know, anything being perfectly secure is another thing. If you use most, like my Android app is pretty good about a asking me when an app is okay to report my location or what it's going to be doing. But to your point, there are still plenty of tracking that still exists with you, even if you turned it off. So you'd almost have to put it in some sort of Faraday cage or a box um, when you don't want to be quote unquote tracked. Uh, then it's just going to start getting weird for you though. But you, you, I'm sure there's going to be these types of bags and stuff are going to be start to be sold so that people can start if they want to literally put the, instead of having the tinfoil hat on our heads, we're going to wrap it around our phones. Um, whatever it might be, there will be technology out there to do that. But because of the, the world we live in, there's almost a video camera everywhere. So whether or not they track you on your phone, there's a camera that's got you with facial recognition, probably anywhere you go. So now what are you going to do? Sit in your home. I mean, this is the world we're living in. I, I don't know how much you're going to beat it versus joining it, but I don't disagree with your concern. Um, but I just don't think, I mean, heck you walk, you go by my house. I've got you on three cameras yeah. <laughs> and they're high res. I know your, I know your license plate. So this is something all. And by the way, the Chinese probably know it too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I agree with you on the insidiousness of all this data being taken and sell, sold and what have you, but I don't think you, we're going to be able to beat it yet until there's some amount of, um, of requirement by our our leaders or legis you know the, the federal government folks there who say the, the this data has to be secured better um or limited like the g what is it the gdr gdpr in the european union right they have one of the stronger approaches to di digital security if they could enact something like that here i'd love it yeah but the patriot act changed all that here too i mean we kind of gave up all of our freedoms with that um right 
So, um, how about uh, like in terms of like your online privacy, like uh, DuckDuckGo uh, Duck, or Start yeah. Page, yeah, Start Page or it's, something like that. It's helpful. The, it's helpful. Really it's yeah. helpful to use that site to search. Mm-hmm. Another thing you might want to do is use what's the Brave uh, web browser. Yep. Uh, Brave automatically uh, disables a lot of ad ads and things like that that are trackers, mm-hmm. and it, and it does a pretty good job with that. It'll even report to you how much stuff it has prevented from being downloaded yes. on your system so that you know how much uh, connectivity you're saving. And OpenDNS is going to keep your cable provider, your broadband provider, from knowing your, where you're surfing or what have you. However, it doesn't stop Cisco. Yeah, I don't know if why it's free if they're not using the information. I, I don't know. I have never read the EULA when I configure OpenDNS to know how much I'm giving up as far as my privacy or my firstborn. Who knows? Right. Um, is there um, is there is there a uh, you know like a, a, a CNET page or something that you recommend that they maybe uh, discuss this stuff? So I would frankly not go to American um, technology newspapers for this. I, I think they're all bought and paid for. Um, so I mean, we do link articles in these sites, but I would tell you to consider <laughs> places like the Register. Uh, it's a UK British blog there that tends to to uh, you know be a little more honest, um, and they might have articles on security. But I wouldn't necessarily go to corporate sites like those that are just kind of paid to link the most secure such and such you know everyone's getting paid to, to write the articles they're not doing it out of the kindness of their heart okay uk register and, and that's uh is that a, is that a, like a website yes yeah, uh, the register yeah. uk uh, we'll put a link up there for you yeah uh that's how i always think of it is a register uk but we'll put a link up to it it's a it's a site we refer to often and it seems to be a little a lot more critical of american uh technology not that they're perfect either but who is I got you. Uh, and, and, and last thing, is there a, a big difference, uh, you know, between your Apple devices and your Google devices? I, I know Google is just greedy for location data, uh, right. for, for, for example. Yeah, Yeah, but however, Apple invented the AirTag, which is causing all sorts of location problems, right? Um, so, right. you know, that poor, that poor family in Disney was being tracked by an AirTag. Uh, so... All of these companies are looking for your information. One thing about Apple, though, if you might remember the uh, investigation into the San Bernardino shooting, yeah, uh, the FBI wanted to access. get access to one of their one of the shooter's iPhones. Right. Apple wouldn't do it, and they couldn't do it on their own. Right. But apparently, they did get they did hire somebody to crack that phone. An so it took company. a third party. Yeah. It took a third party to do it. Apple did not cooperate with that. Correct. Right. That was a long time ago, though. And yeah. Those, those, uh, you know, that may not be the same case these days. And of course, you can get the data right from your your iTunes account if you hack that. Um, mm-hmm. Some of that data might be there. Maybe not the location data. So, I, I don't okay. think we've given you any real major answers, and probably given you more of concerns. But uh, yeah. at least you have some we some options. Him, for gave you. him some tips. Yeah. Again, we're not experts yeah. at it either because we're 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 victims as well. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I, th- I think it's, I think it's a matter of uh, pick up a burner phone, you know, <laughs> you know, just keep swapping them. Yeah, uh, yeah just 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 use it for uh, well for, for, for it, the pre period. It, it all depends for us on what you're trying to to keep private. <laughs> you know, I don't know if yeah. it's if it's just talking to your mom. I'm not sure I bother with a burner phone, um, right. but it's yeah. your it's your call. 
Right. Well, well, I, I mean, you know, because there's, you know, there's things that are that are, you know, that are innocent enough, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you travel somewhere, you know, right. you know, but but something bad happens there, right? Okay, or, or there's a, something political yep. happens there, you're swept and, in, you know, and then and then you know, and you're one of the three million people the FBI is on their tail because they, you know, they search for location data who's yep. Yep. who's been here or who's been, you know, fair enough, and, uh, you, you know, so. so, so so there you go. Yeah. Um, okay. Th- thank you. Thank you very much for the word, guys. That was yeah. very helpful. Thank you. All right. So hopefully Forrest didn't freak you out too much. Let's go on to your calls. We're going to go to uh, – but he's right. I mean, privacy is a, a long-gone thing. Let's go to Gene in Farmington. What's happening, Gene? Gene, you there? I can hear myself in her phone. Gene, you there? Gene. Hello, Gene. Come on, Gene. And she's going to hear her name right now. That's Hello. The, there she is. Yes. I uh, was told by a friend that I could put my internet on the TV screen. And the reason I'm asking about that is because I have low vision, a problem with my eyesight. And mm-hmm. if there's anything else available on the market for a person with low vision, I'd like to know about it if you can help me. Mm. Uh, when we get these questions, I always have a mental block as to that. There's an actual uh, agency in Connecticut that can actually give you these specific things that, that can improve or help you with these things. And I'm going to hope Mike Mike G is listening, which I know he is. Oh, and, yeah. And in a moment, he'll put the agency information up because he's great about that stuff. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, is, is there a, like, can cable or a computer person come in and set me up to put my computer on a TV screen? So, yeah. So what you can do is you can have a wiring person run an HDMI cable from your computer to your TV screen's HDMI input. And then, yes, it now is your computer screen. That's, in general, an answer, yes. Um, Go ahead. Is that something that you do, or do I have to look in a phone book for a computer repair person? Or? You'd want to find an IT-type company that does uh, work with consumers. We're focused on business customers, so we don't have a consumer division. So uh-huh. you're in Farmington. Um, I know Burns Computer in, in South Windsor is a company we recommend for just general um, home users. Uh, they might be willing to run an HDMI cable. But there's plenty of audiovisual companies out there like uh, Bob Serio from Perfect Vision and Sound. We recommended his company before. He'll run uh, HDMI cables. Slow down a little bit. What was Bob? Bob Serio. It sounds like stereo, but Bob Serio, Perfect Vision and Sound. They run and mount TVs. And they're out in um, Avon. And they're in Avon. Yeah. So maybe they would give you a hand there, Gene, running that cable to your TV. And then we'll put the link of the agency that I'm thinking of because I know Mike will think of it for me. And uh, that agency is designed to help folks with uh, vision issues and, and, and improve things for you. Oh, okay. Very good. All right, Gene. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. I want to thank Carolyn for producing. I want to thank Mike G for posting everything over at Computer Talk with uh, over at our Facebook page and over at our Twitter page. I want to thank Brett Ahrens for uh, talking to us about why crypto probably isn't a good idea in your 401k. I want to thank Dennis Hallon for being here. <laughs> Well, thank you, and remember, we want you to be geeks, too. See you next Saturday. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.